Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Switchaboo podcast. My name is Alex Harding, and I am joined here by Nathan Rudge. The co-host. Of course. And Jake Mouncey, the assistant to the co-host. Hello. You're going to make that joke every time, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. It's a great joke. You just need to watch The Office. That requires having time. Exactly. And jokes are funnier when you repeat them. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And when you explain them. And so, anyways, back on track. Uh, this time around, so episode 11, we... I mean, it's pre-E3, so there's a whole ton of news to get through. It's going to be a massive episode. Um, there was the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary uh, event. There was the Sonic's 30th anniversary event. But as we start everything, every, as we start every podcast, Jake, what have you been playing? So... I I told you before the podcast to strap yourselves in for this. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, story time. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me get comfy. So I I have been playing Final Fantasy fourteen for a little bit. And the reason why I say strap yourselves in, because this is a whole story. Because some people know me as that guy who plays a lot of World of Warcraft. Despite, you know... <laughs> despite uh, not being able to stream it most of the time. But yeah, I, I play Warcraft. But, um... Yeah, I decided to play Final Fantasy fourteen because because uh, I got banned from World of Warcraft. Now, why did that happen, Jake? <laughs> well, good. Th- <laughs> Thank you for asking. The reason why that happened is because Blizzard has been uh, has been cracking down on bot accounts recently, so they've implemented a uh, a bit of code in their game that uh, that manages to scan uh people's accounts to see if they're using third-party software to like create bot accounts and just ruin the game's economy and just instantly bans them so with me and my tiny baby hands i have to use a third-party software that lets me play the game using a controller that code triggers from the controller add-on that i use so I was mistakenly banned for six months. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't play well. So I'm like, all right, might as well try out Final Fantasy 14. All right, cool. Yeah, how are you going <laughs> luckily, with Final Fantasy 14? Yeah, yeah. Before I get onto that, luckily it's all been sorted out. I've talked to people. They've unbanned me, but that was annoying. Couldn't play it for like a week. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, from a World of Warcraft player's uh, perspective, is very weird. <laughs> it, it is very weird because, like, the game is, like, really slow. I remember uh, seeing, um, what was it, when World came out and they did the cross-promotion uh, thing where Rathalos was an enemy in there. You could fight. Yeah, he's, he's like a raid boss or something. I, I haven't gotten to that. I'm only level 32. So, uh... I, I I don't even know if that's still a thing. I, I don't doubt know if it. it's uh yeah. A well, the behemoth is still a thing in um world. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have to talk to you know my friends that actually play the game properly. But uh yeah, like I was saying, the game is very slow because uh it has it has a global cooldown on their skills that goes for like two and a half seconds, while like Warcraft is like one and a half seconds, so everything just feels slower. There's also just 
the extreme juxtaposition of like starting a new character because like like I, I played it about a year and a half ago and it just didn't gel with me but like i, I i'm trying it again and i'm playing as uh i can't remember what they're calling it but like it, they're essentially the ronzo race from final fantasy 10 you know the giant lion dudes with the horn and uh God, the, the juxtaposition of being like a big beefy lion dude and like literally every player around me is either a cat girl or a twink it, it's just so weird <laughs> it is so weird like everyone is all like thin small and pretty i'm just this big hulking behemoth especially coming and, from wow as well yeah when half the races are big hulking behemoths and the shoulders it's, are so big yeah, it, it it really does feel weird, but like I, I'm I'm slowly getting used to it. Like there are some things I like about it, but like there's a lot of things that really annoy me. Like I can't stand how the map works. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be hard to open up a map and see where I'm supposed to go. Because like yeah, with with Warcraft, when you open up the map, you get the map to the entire uh, yeah, you get the map to the entire zone, and you zoom out. And you get, like, the entire continent. Yeah. So, like, you, you can easily see where you are. But, like, with 14, it works kind of like, you know, how a JRPG would. Where, like, there's loading zones and stuff. So, in the map, you have to constantly, like, you have to constantly move through loading zone to loading zone to find where, like, the actual quest objective is. There are times where, like, I had no idea where it is, and I had to look it up. It's like, oh, it's on a completely different continent. No wonder I couldn't find it, because it's not on the freaking map. <laughs> it, it, it's annoying, but I, I, I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, God. That was a uh, story. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a story. I, I tried to, yeah, I tried to speed it up a bit. I didn't want it to be 20 minutes because, you know, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> Thank you for your consideration. Yeah. And what else have you been playing? Uh, I've been I've been playing Maneater, as uh, some of you could probably tell from the joy play or the review that went up. That is, that is a game that is interesting in the first half hour, but gets really boring immediately afterwards. Very repetitive. Yeah, it's it is unfortunately repetitive because like as I said in my review, once like the once the like the thrill of you playing as a like shark on a hunt for revenge like wears off, it's just every open world game you have ever played. And that's a bit of a shame as well. I was actually yeah. really, I was really keen on Manita because we covered it uh I went to uh Sydney uh, I think it was like a year and a half ago and Koch Media showed it to us and that was really fun. And I was like, you know, since then when you have like an experience like that, I don't know, you kind of just get excited for that one game. But Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it does seem cool on the surface. Like, there there are things I like about it. Like, I like how uh, the game splits itself up, like story-wise, in uh, two different, like, storytelling kind of techniques. Like, when you're, when you're playing as the shark, you have a narrator constantly like playing behind you and he's and he's talking like you're playing a nature documentary yeah <laughs> that's fun like that. and then you switch to the hunters it's like a uh, really bad 
uh, like fishing reality TV show you'd see on oh like the Discovery God. Channel. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's like that. That is actually really good but like in the end it's like oh go find the thing on the map you found the thing on the map here's some upgrades find some collectibles on the map okay now you can progress through the story and it's just uh just i think that was the most tiring i think that was the most disappointing part of it because i because i i didn't get it on switch because i have my series x and it's on game pass so i figured i've literally i've got it downloaded on my series x i'm like i'm gonna play it when i get some time so that means never uh but i <laughs> i do i do have a download and I ha- i've been really keen to play it but since your review i've thought kind of otherwise because i've played so many open world games where they're always like that and yeah I- exactly like literally every game that ubisoft has made in like the past six seven years is just that mm. yeah it's just oh they're, yeah, that, well, that's another like, thing I'm as just, well. Oh, sorry, you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, like, really burnt out on open world games. I get that. For, like, the longest time, so... Once, yeah, once I opened up the map screen and, like, saw that, I just audibly groaned. <laughs> so I'm glad that uh, my first recording of the Joy Play <laughs> got, uh... uh <laughs> uh, didn't actually go live because, uh... Yeah, fun fact, uh, open up the behind the curtains... Uh, that was actually my second recording of Maneater. My first recording, uh, 45 minutes in, my PC blue screened. Fun. <laughs> that you was have a fun. lot of problems with your PC, don't you? Yeah, I recently got it, uh, upgraded, and ever since, it's been kind of a mess. That's upsetting. Which Normally is, it's the other way yeah, around. and, yeah, like, yeah, like, the PC is better. It's just, like, I'm completely illiterate when it comes to, you know, just pc parts and everything so like i have a friend who helps me with all that stuff and unfortunately he's been uh super busy recently he's been trying to fix it for like past month or two but just doesn't have the time yikes moving house and stuff yeah is there anything else you've been playing jake uh last thing uh, i really have to talk about that i've been playing is XCOM <clears throat> 2 this is a game I absolutely enjoy. I've <laughs> modded like, the hell out one, of it. <laughs> yeah, one thing I really like about XCOM 2 is like whenever you uh whenever it auto saves it tells you what playthrough you're on. So uh I I am currently on playthrough 87. <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> yeah, I I love XCOM. But uh yeah, it's it it's the thing I started to do uh, last year on my stream is like I plan on doing like yearly XCOM 2 streams where I just mod the absolute hell out of it because XCOM's, uh, yeah, XCOM 2's uh, modding scene is insane. It's not Skyrim levels, but it's about half of Skyrim's levels. Have you seen much on like XCOM 2 modding, Alex? No, I haven't. There's one where you can straight up mod Star Wars into the game. Yeah. Like, pure, like, and replace all the enemies as, like, you know, Imperial, like, officers and stormtroopers and, you know, become rebels and Jedi and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's crazy. There's, yeah, there's entire, yeah, there's entire, like, game conversion things where they're like this. There's Star Wars conversions, uh, Mass Effect conversions, Halo conversions. It's, oh, there's so much. But yeah, this playthrough that I, I'm currently testing out all the mods for, just to see if I can actually get through a playthrough before I stream it, 
Uh, I currently have exactly 600 mods installed. Oh, dang. <laughs> so, yeah. And surprise, outside of the, uh, the load times, the game is incredibly stable. That's, like, my favorite thing about XCOM, is you can throw pretty much whatever you want in it, and it will work. Now, how long are those load times? Oh, those... <laughs> I was telling Nathan how uh, how ridiculous these load times were. I tested it out. I went to uh, yeah, I went to load into a mission, got out my phone, did a race in uh, Mario Kart Tour, and it was still loading. Oh dang! <laughs> the, the load times are like five minutes. Although I think one of the most surprising things in that sentence was the fact that you were playing Mario Kart Tour. I have been playing it a lot. That's, really, I've been playing it. I've been playing it since the beginning because I just love kart races. And but you still I hate that game. Well, out, <laughs> outside of outside of my Switch, I don't have a handheld console. <laughs> yeah, just oh, the God. monetization on that game is so bad. Yeah, it, it's it's awful. Yeah, I've gone to it, because it, of that. It gets worse every like couple months. It's kind of crazy. Jeez. They just stack more and more monetization on top of it. Which is very unlike Nintendo with their mobile. Mm. I remember, was it Dragalia Lost? And they were like, no, no, we don't want as much monetization on Like, the people who developed were like, we want more. But Nintendo yeah. held them back. <laughs> yeah, and Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, Mario Kart Tour. It's like, how many outfits do you want Mario to have? <laughs> I think he's up to like 15 now. Oh my god. And each outfit counts as, like, a its different own character. So, yeah, it counts as its own character. So, if you don't have that character, then you're not going to get the bonus points for this race. Oh, no, better shell out the money so you can get some pulls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Nathan, uh, I'll, I'm going to ask what you've been playing, but I realized as I looked to the other screen that you've actually added to that list. Yes, very quickly. <laughs> Um, Go ahead. So, usual Monster Hunter Rise, um, 3.0 dropped. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, went to friend's house, uh, played some Mario Kart 8 with Jace with them. That was good fun. Been a while okay. since I played it. Rusty as all hell. Yeah, I feel like I'd be rusty if I went back to Mario Kart 8 now. Uh, helped Jace out a bit with uh, Paper Mario Origami King. Uh, yeah, how's so it going with that? What a... Just did the water elemental. Oh yeah. Still do not like the the combat, like turning the panels and stuff. It's it's not fun. Yeah, it's not great. Like it's just. Does he like the dialogue fun. though? He he can't read. He's still like four. <laughs> well, I mean, you could read it yeah. to him and be a good dad. He just plays it. He I'm likes sure. just okay. playing around with it. Um, and I'm then, sure you're a great dad. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, of course. And then new Pokemon Snap, we uh, finished the story part of it, which was very open-ended. Mm. Did I you finish the story I... to it? Or? No, no, I didn't like, actually. I think like, I got close. I think you do the last uh, Illumina. Snap fan. The last <laughs> Illumina Pokemon, and it's like, it kind of just ends. Ah. Like. Well, that's a huh. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, hey, now you got to go, you know, get the highest score on you can on each course. Great. Although that was a thing back on the original Pokemon Snap. 
True. Yeah. But, I mean, that was, what, 23 years ago? So. Yeah, yeah. and the game was pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of levels on it, though. Like There is. In the, like yeah, the new what, one. one. I, I think I looked up, it was like fi- 10, 15 hours to completion. So there's like, I think, 10 areas. And then each area also has, not each area, but most areas have an alternate, like, you know, a night version. Plus there's the yeah. alternate levels to each one. So there's a lot to it. Yeah. Especially and trying to do all those requests. Exactly. Whereas the original, I think I can beat that in under two hours. Oh yeah, that last the original is way too easy to finish. Yeah. And then the last thing, um, so I didn't play it personally, but um, like my D and D group, we um, the DM was playing Pathfinder Kingmaker, and like he was streaming it on like our Discord, and he got all of us to like make a character. So that's what was going on. I was, yeah, I was like, wait. Aren't your games on Saturday, not Friday? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, um, <laughs> he was playing Pathfinder, Kingmaker, and, like, it was fun, just, like, you know, make a character and, you know, see how it goes. That's actually probably something worth, like, looking into for the, because didn't you get Pathfinder? Uh, I, I, God, that was years ago I streamed the, uh, the original, yeah, like, Pathfinder Kingmaker release. That yeah, was, that was, that, that was, was pretty yeah, fun to, was... like, watch. Yeah, like, it's an interesting game. Uh, it's just, like, the way it plays. It plays, like, um, you know, those really old uh, RPGs where yeah. you constantly have to mash the pause button every, like, half a second to, like, get three or four characters to do their moves and, like, just feels I think it, really I think slow. it's changed slightly. I think it actually takes, you know, there's, your character turns there's, now. There's, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a mod out there that actually makes it turn-based. Okay, maybe that's what he so had. So, that, yeah, that... You know, that makes it easier for, like, my brain to understand everything. So, but, uh, my character... <laughs> so, we, I was like, pick a random portrait, and then, like, one of the people was like, Hey, pick that one. It looks like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so, I picked the, the Keanu Reeves portrait, and then I went half-orc. That made, and then we made it look as close to Keanu Reeves as possible. And made it a mad dog uh, barbarian with a dog partner. And whenever the dog got hit, he raged. That that sounds very similar to the character that I made. His name is when I first played it. His name is Wanjik. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't name him. Someone else did. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going with that. Because everyone did meme names. Like someone did a wizard elf and called him Gand Elf. Yeah, because why take it seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to have so fun. On that, so on that note, I've been playing Bravely Default 2. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it with Cause, Gand Elf. Cause I, I, I know Nathan. Once you get him onto uh, like tabletop stuff, he will not stop. That is, Yeah, I've, I've learnt that very quickly. I mean, I like tabletop. I've, yeah, I do D&D with a... Um, with a group, we've been doing it for on and off for like what seven, eight years now, which has been really fun. Um, but yeah, I think Nathan could still talk my ear off and on tabletop games and knows like twenty times more than I do. So hats yeah, off to so how's Bravely Default Two. <laughs> <laughs> so Bravely Default Two, I got uh, I, I I'm coming up to fifty hours in. I got up to uh, Adam. 
I'll, I'll try to keep this spoiler light. I got up to Adam. I got 80% through the fight, and then he one-shot my entire party. And then I half threw my Switch, and I don't think I'm going to go back to that game for a while. Yeah, it I didn't have like a challenge with Adam, Pretty much personally. every fight I had. Uh, it Because it, it's exactly what happens with the final boss in the original Bravery Default when I played that. I got one-shotted, like, the, the fight went for, like, three hours, and I got one-shotted, like, 80 90 through the fight and i'm just like no nah, i'm done i have I'm- a very specific team build for boss fights i mean i do kinda like i thought it was good this is something i learned from bravely second i think it was where i just got completely one-shotted from one of those like extra bosses you can pick i basically went um one of my characters was pure tank double hold shields and like like counter attacks and stuff yeah and then the others were one was a healer one was and then dps magic dps like attack and then that's how i beat them like basically fo- focus the attacks on that one and then the healer keeps everyone else alive yeah i mean the past couple of boss fights i've just been googling like how do i beat this boss like i'm really not that i don't have that much pride when it comes to my RPG skills, because I know they are limited. I like RPGs, but not probably t- not to the same level as both you, both you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where you know I'm 27. I'm I don't have much time. If I'm enjoying a game, I'm just going to Google it and get through that bit and just continue onwards from there. Because I've got no pride anymore when it comes to you know checking walkthroughs and whatnot. That's fair. Which I recently did as well for Yakuza Kiwami. So I've still been playing that, uh, and I couldn't figure out where to go, like where all the gangs are. Like, I don't know. I don't know whether you guys have played it recently, or you're aware of what I'm talking about. It's like chapter eight or nine or something, and it was like I've fight. only pl- I've only played zero and seven, and okay. I've only I'm gonna seven. get to Kiwami soon. Okay, chapter eight when they find when they tell you to find the gangs, just Google it. It's just easier. Jake will probably just get chat to yell out at him. <laughs> yeah, if you're streaming it, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you you are streaming all the Yakuza games, aren't you? Yes, I am. Ah, oh, yeah. Chat will yeah, chat will scream it to you. Yeah, that'd be fine. You're two um, people watching. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, so Don't yeah, embarrass been... me on the podcast. <laughs> Come I've on, Dad. That one. <laughs> and uh, I ju- I just booted it up just because I don't know it was like late at night. I pl- started playing Grim Fandango, which. I like so far, but again, I'm Googling everything. I feel like that's been a trend with everything recently. But it's fun, but you can tell it's a PlayStation 1 game. It's like, oof. And then, like, it, which I, I love about some remasters where you can switch back and forth on the fly with, uh, like, uh, the old with graphics. The, and, like, the remastered graphics and, yeah, yeah. All yeah, like and Spyro I, music I, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. but the interesting thing about Grim Fandango is I I've been doing it like sw- uh, switching back and forth, but the only thing that changes is the character models. Everything huh. else is exactly the same, or most so, mostly the same. So does that mean like the environments themselves are like pre-rendered backgrounds? Yeah. All right, and I gotta say for ninety of whatever year it was released in, but. You know, during that PlayStation One era, late nineties, it's an impressive game visually. Oh yeah, yeah. Like in its day, 
It was oh, who made that? Was that like Double Fine? So yeah, Double Fine. So it's like yeah, Tim Schafer. Yeah, that's yep. Double Fine. Yeah, yeah, their 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 early work is really impressive. Mm. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Later work. Mm. I I am a massive fan of Brutal Legend. <laughs> mm, I haven't played. Which that. is a game. Yeah, it's a game of theirs where uh like Jack Black playing Jack Black just goes into the world of metal. <laughs> it's, okay, uh, I, it's, it's, it's I have to play that now. Game. It's it's yeah, it's a good game that didn't review well ah. from Double Fine that I love because like it starts off as like a you know just an action slasher kind of game like that, and then very quickly turns into an RTS game, huh? Just out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, the but original like, Grim Fandango I, I was love it. Um, LucasArts. Yeah, which is published by LucasArts. Double and fine. developed. Yeah. Says, yeah, but they were part of LucasArts. It's a very confusing. Tim Schafer yeah, is like confusing. the name that they put up a lot on this. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I'm my knowledge on this is very, very slim, but I'm pretty sure he was part of LucasArts and then he broke off to do Double Fine, but he's still, like, to create Double Fine um, when he broke off from LucasArts, but he still retained the rights to some of his... Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's why that sounds on correct. Game Pass. Yeah. Because Microsoft bought Double Fine in their buying frenzy that they've been doing. So yeah, that's why all, of their, all of their games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of scary. Um, but all of their games, are, like that Tim Schafer still owns the rights to, are on Game Pass because it's all part of that ecosystem, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I because I really enjoyed Broken Age. I really, really enjoyed that. That was a great game. Play that. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, before we get into the news, because there's a lot to cover uh, in this episode. But before we do that, I'd just like to have a bit of a chat about our Patreon. Um, for just $1 per month, you can get this podcast two to three days early. We normally post it on Fridays. So you'd be getting it on Tuesday or Wednesdays. It goes up, so all of this goes towards supporting the website, paying our writers, help keep everything running, and it's really just to to make sure everything's maintained and still tracking along. If we reach the one hundred dollar month, one hundred dollars per month goal, we'll be able to make this podcast a weekly show instead of fortnightly, which is which would be really exciting. But unfortunately, recently we've actually gone down in in patrons. Um, so if any of our patrons listening or they're wondering why they're not getting the podcast a bit early check because i noticed some of them didn't actually go through um because that can be a that can be a tricky thing but i'm pretty sure it just cuts off entirely when that happens so um yeah double check that but obviously anyone listening if you'd like to support us patreon that's the best way to do it in the news section i will hand the first one off to nathan because i know nothing about this okay so while this happened before the podcast officially came out, we recorded this before we recorded the podcast before it happened. Monster Hunter three point update. So they had the uh, live stream where they talked a bit about um, Monster Hunter Stories two, and that uh, coming out. Didn't get a lot of chance to watch it properly because it was at I think one. I think it was eleven thirty in the morning, and I started at. I think it was like six the next day, so I was like, I can't watch this, and I just watched it quickly in the morning. Um, but yeah, so we got the finale, like the basic, the basic base game full release of Rise, basically. So the story's finished, 
all the uh, last monsters are out and it's been pretty well received i'm not going to say much because you know then you get spoilers or you want to watch it yourself but yeah it's really well done um so not going to be any major updates for monster hunter for a while now they are doing collaborative like crossover parts like i think they're doing a Monster Hunter, cross Monster Hunter stories, like a uh, quest or something coming up. But other than that, um, there's more to come down the line, which we might hear something at E3. Who knows? But that's about it for yeah, that happened there that I don't want to, you know, spoil much with it. Mm. No, that's fair. Yeah. Like, if you want to know more, like, watch it yourself. Like, it's it's got some really interesting parts, but yeah, it's definitely something to worth if you want Monster Hunter Rise, now's a great time to get into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I've said it from the start that if I'm ever going to get into a Monster Hunter game, it'll be Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen, if I'm, t- if yeah, I'm to be yeah. perfectly honest. We'll wait for the uh, the G-Rank version of the game to come out, because then you get Rise plus the G-Rank stuff, like Iceborne. I don't know what any of that means. Do so you know how Monster Hunter <laughs> World released? And then they had Monster Hunter World Iceborne. It's yeah. a basically add-on, like a full expansion content. When if you brought Iceborne by itself, like afterwards, you got Iceborne and World all in the same game. Ah, yeah. So Dragon Quest had their thirty-fifth anniversary. <laughs> just, just shut it down. <laughs> it's like, yeah, still don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, pretty much. In a nutshell. Um, yeah, uh, the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary event that happened, which was the first Dragon Quest event actually translate live translated in English, which I just want to say before we get to announcements, hats off to the translator doing that live between multiple different people at once. I reckon that was inc- that was very impressive. Um, no, yeah, tra- translators don't get like the appreciation oh, that God, they deserve. No, they don't. No, and it live as well. It's like they don't even have a script to go off of. Like that's just mm. impressive. Because I, well, sometimes they do, and I will never forget. I'm going on a tangent. Sorry. Um, I'll never forget the January 2017, the first Switch, uh, Switch one, and when Suda 51 went on stage. Oh yeah, <laughs> and his microphone fell off a little bit, so, so that... the uh, the translator couldn't hear it properly. It was. I think that... he got fired for that, didn't he? I. I don't know that, but it was that and Suda51 actually went off script. Oh, and he God. just started improvising. And the translator's like, I-, I could just imagine him just flicking through pages like, what do I do? What's happening? This is not part of the This is not part of the script. We didn't rehearse oh, this. The poor guy. <laughs> but that if anyone was going to do that, it'd be Suda51. Oh, so funny. Anyways, uh, the first announcement was Dragon Quest X offline. Um, it's actually not... This one's surprisingly not confirmed because we like not confirmed for the West because we've never released we've never got a release of Dragon Quest X, which has been the if anyone's unfamiliar, Dragon Quest X is the MMO version of Dragon Quest that started on the Wii. And it's just been on every single console, like every single Nintendo console and probably other consoles yeah. as well. Since Yeah, like not many uh Japanese RPGs actually get you know released out in western areas i think like final fantasy 14 is like the only one yeah exactly because final fantasy is well is much yeah, bigger it's, it's it's final fantasy final fantasy exactly. is bigger in the yeah. west than is in you know dragon quest while dragon quest just yeah. is huge in japan 
Oh, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. Um, but I'm I'm personally more of a Dragon Quest guy than a than a Final Fantasy guy. From vague memory, I believe Jake, you're not the biggest fan of Dragon Quest. Just... No, nah, it's too it's too simple for me to be honest. Fair, Nathan. It's your thoughts. I haven't had a lot of like chance to play them, so like I'm very you know off and on. Don't mind it. Yep. Okay, so I'm I'm more of the Dragon Quest. Yes guy here no that's yeah. that's cool uh, I, I i will say the uh the ds one what was that 11 I, uh, I actually really enjoyed that one that was nine was that nine or 11 yeah nine right right yeah because this one's right that would make sense <laughs> numbers jake numbers you got it <laughs> so dragon quest 10 offline i'm really hoping actually does come to the west because obviously it's offline so it makes sense they're just making a game with the story from the mmo so there's kind of no reason for it not to be brought to the West. So I'm really hoping for that. They're saying it's a 2022 release. Um, but the article from Nintendo Everything that I'm looking at at the moment, it just says release in Japan. So I don't know if there's any connotation to that or I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll see they in didn't like say. two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they talk about it at E3. The next one though, the next announcement, which has got me so excited uh this next one and they are saying that it is coming to like it is coming worldwide is dragon quest 3 hd 2d remake nathan the hd 2d remake like hd 2d is just really pretty right but i'm like i just want project triangle strategy first (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is likely going to be 2022 I mean, they didn't even give a release date on this, but it's yeah. likely 2022, so it's probably going to be yeah. the same year as Triangle Strategy. Also, if if something like if this genre of uh, like remakes that's you know just prettier pixel art and all that is like going to be more prevalent, can we please have a better name for them than HD 2D? Because <laughs> like to me, that just sounds awful and doesn't roll off the tongue well. I always get confused. Is that HD 2D or 2D HD? Uh, according I mean, to the article that you've linked us, it's HD 2D. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know it's HD 2D, but, like, when it, when I don't have it in front of me, I always think, like, what's the order? Yeah. Like, that, I can never... I think I actually made that mistake in my preview, like, of the demo. Yeah, exactly. It's so yeah. easy to do. I get what you mean by it. Um, but it's so pretty. I can forgive them. <laughs> Is there anything and, you want in the uh, HD 2D engine that is you know hasn't been announced yet? I was going to say, I mean, Dragon Quest 3 was probably the biggest one because I haven't played that, but I really want to. And apparently that's when Dragon Quest really started to hit its stride. But it's like the only way to play it was the old version, which hasn't yeah. aged particularly well. So this is perfect. Other than that, I actually haven't ever played Final Fantasy 6. Which is sacrilege. Yeah, I was, to some I was just about to say, Final Fantasy VI yep. would be the perfect game. Yeah, to make in this engine. Exactly. That would sell like hotcakes. Oh yeah, it would. I was also thinking Chrono Trigger would sell really well on that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chrono Trigger as well. Yeah. There you go. Well, well I mean, that, that's the big three. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey Square, free money. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just uh, send us review copies. Let's let's drive it up a little bit. You know, send the send the check. You know, for the idea, let's let's not sell ourselves too short. <laughs> gotta get, they gotta pay royalties. Uh, so moving on, so Dragon Quest Treasures. So uh, this one is again looking at a simultaneous release 
worldwide, which has me pretty excited. This one is kind of like a spin-off of Dragon Quest Monsters, which is like the uh, Dragon Quest Pokemon combination that they like to do. I've never played a monster, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters game. I really need to. But this one looks really cool. This one, so it features... Oh, I cannot remember his name. What was his name? Eric, I think it is. I could be wrong. But like, yeah. Yeah, I was just I was just about to say, isn't that the guy from Eleven on the front? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that's his sister there as well. So this, okay. this is technically a side story prequel to Dragon Quest Eleven. In, ah, interesting. Yeah, and it's like kind of chibi, but it's like a 3D platformer, but it's also like an RPG and you hunt and you find treasure. It actually looks really, really cool. So I'm I'm all for this one. It really I'm, holds you know, a Toriyama art style still. It does. Yeah. It definitely does. And me, like me, I like RPGs, but I love 3D platformers. I like Dragon Quest, so this has my name written all over it. Absolutely. And last one was the big announcement for the West, well, confirmed for the West, is Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate, which unfortunately got the Metroid Prime 4 treatment where we just got a logo. And that's it. So we well, won't hear anything we're not about it. Hear about it. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to hear about it for like another four years. That's it. So get ready, 2026, Dragon Quest Twelve. <laughs> to be fair, Metroid Prime 4 probably would be out now if they didn't have to completely restart development. That is true. I'm hoping we see something, anything, at E3. Even just like a tech demo. Anything. Like a cinematic trailer. I'll I'll take it. Again, I'm not the I'm not a massive Metroid fan. Like I like Metroid. I played all the games. Um I'm not clamoring like, you know, I'm not the hugest metroid fan because i like fantasy over sci-fi like that's my where my preference lies but anything for metroid prime 4 would be great speaking of games that haven't been announced for a while jake bayonetta 3 (laughs) have we got an update on how long (laughs) i haven't checked the twitter i haven't checked the twitter in a while but it's got to be like 1270 something days dang i think at this point that hurts. Uh, oh, it does. From Memories World, Jake, I believe you're the Sonic guy here. So if you want to uh, take... <laughs> I'm the Sonic guy because I talked about Sonic once. <laughs> All right. By default, yes. <laughs> By default. Default. Oh, that, default. That's an amazing default. title to have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, there's uh, yeah, Sonic's 30th anniversary event happened and uh, a whole bunch of stuff got announced like uh, Sonic Origins. Which uh, seems to be a collection of, you know, just like the classic Sonic games. Like 1 through 3, Sonic & Knuckles, Sonic uh, CD. Is there anything else other than that? Or is that all that was just announced? Pretty sure. For this specifically. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And what baffles me is that, why is this 2022? Yeah. (laughs) Surely that's not that much effort. You've already... grabbed. Yeah, just grab the ROMs, stick it on, like, an emulation software, and ship it as a game. Nintendo does it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was... I'm pretty sure half of these games are already on the Switch in one way or another. Yeah, I think so. Like, in the in the Mega Drive collection? Yeah, I think they are. Maybe they're, like, you know, prettying it up or something. Oh, you'd hope so. Mm. It's gonna be like Street Fighter 2 where you're buying it 20 times. 
Also, uh, 1,275 days. Ah, that was close. Yeah. That's a, that was a good guess. Yeah, it was. So, uh, uh, what else was announced? Uh, oh, right, yeah. Sonic Colors Ultimate, coming out September 7th. Remember how we talked so, about this? <laughs> yeah, we we only just talked about this, like, uh, I think it was two well, podcasts podcast ago? or two ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I never played Sonic Colors. It would be pretty cool to actually be able to play it. I have my chance. <laughs> They're listening to us. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, it's a remastered version of the game coming to Switch, PS4, PC, Xbox One. Ooh, that's a lot of stuff. For a Wii exclusive. Yeah, yeah, I only yeah, I only expected it to come out on Switch and only heard it like it was coming out on Switch. I didn't yeah. like I'm only learning this now that it's multi-platform. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. And one last thing. They announced a new triple A game. It's rumored to be uh you know, an open world Sonic game, but you know, they didn't really say anything about it outside of, hey, we're working on something. Check check it out, twenty twenty two. It's like all right, cool, thanks, Sega. <laughs> so unless the fans are making, it's going to be not bad. Much. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's not much to really talk about except yeah. it's it it's planned to be on the Xbox One, the Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. So on pretty much everything, as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, do you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah. So. Amazon Mexico listed, then delisted the Switch Pro. So I put this on there. We don't really have to talk about all this all that much because this is like one rumor of 173,000 mm. rumors. Um, but it's getting, they're getting more and more prevalent, I think. Amazon yeah. is notorious for leaking things. Yeah, like exactly. Badly. Like, Literally, like this morning, they leaked to the next two D and D books. <laughs> so that's what you posted. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Literally, the, the two next D and D books they've already like released the titles, and they're still up. Jake, he's doing it again. Yep. <laughs> Once he starts, he doesn't yeah. stop. We got to change the subject real but quick. But yeah, so like notorious is like so Amazon is notorious for leaking things. So it is. We'll wait for E3, but it's probably going to be news at E3. Well, yeah, I mean, with the Switch Pro rumors, they've been saying, and I say they loosely, uh, but they, in quotations, have been saying that it should be, the Switch Pro hardware should be announced prior to E3. Um, So we have like one week of that left, and by the time this podcast goes live, it may already be announced or not. Um, Mm. But the E3 listing well like the announcement for the e3 nintendo's e3 direct specifically states that they will only talk about switch software that's yeah they do tend to do that because it's not like a you know a big present stage show presentation like they used to do it's more just a mini direct basically exactly but yeah the fact that they specifically said that they're only talking about software yeah it kind so of gives like, that feeling that they probably will do a direct beforehand to show it off yeah yeah or or do like the switch light where they just drop a trailer yeah at, you know eleven thirty at night yeah, australian like, time or one in the morning here it is go nuts yeah 
<laughs> yeah, no warning whatsoever, and all us outlets are like, I gotta get out of bed to write something. And then, like, I heard the rumors that it's gonna be like the new 3DS, like where it's the same thing but better instead of being, you know, the old rumors that people were thinking mm. of where it's, you know, TV only. Yeah, I can't see it being TV only. I'd be, yeah, I probably it's... wouldn't buy it if it was TV only. But they could add more power to it kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it completely removes the entire reason the Switch was made. That's it. And I've just gotten too comfortable now with the convenience of the Switch, where I play it 20 times more than my Xbox Series X, the brand new shiny console that I only got a couple months ago. Like, that you've it's turned just on the twice? convenience factor. Uh, how many times have I played Yakuza Kiwami? I bought a brand new console for a remake of a game released 15 years ago. Money well spent. Go me. That you could have played on and your PC. Yeah. I really could have. And I've got my PC in my bedroom as well, so that actually would have been <laughs> better. Oh, regrets and mistakes. What have I done? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, next bit of news. Nintendo wins $2.1 million in lawsuit against romuniverse.com who were selling premium accounts for unlimited downloads my god uh. so i mean everyone's got their opinion one opinion or another about you know roms emulators all that kind of stuff you know preservation yeah. versus ip uh copyright infringement all that kind of stuff at the end of the day though if you're selling a premium service yeah. for the ability to access the ROMs that you've taken in the first place, you've got no defense. Yeah, mm. the fact that they were selling it is... Yeah, there's no defense for them. No. So, Nintendo apparently originally wanted $12 million in damages. Uh, so, the guy was lucky enough to get away with just 2.1 million and i say you know only 2.1 million that's us dollars as well yeah yeah for us here in australia don't want to completely ruin him <laughs> well yeah exactly you know he's got to be able to work it off yeah by not doing this again um but apparently he was earning like to put that in perspective from the website and that's not including everything he had to do to maintain the website uh he was only profiting thirty thousand dollars a year so let me get my calculator out. Uh, I've it's two point seven one three million Australian. That's a lot of money. And what I'm thinking here, so two million one two point one million divided by thirty k per year. That will take him seventy years to pay it off. And that is not including, you know, on that income that he is no longer getting as well. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of money. Well, better better start working. Pretty much, better but, start now because, yep, that's what you did. But yeah, apparently he had no lawyer as well because he was that confident in his argument. Oh god! And he represented that's, himself. That's dumb. Yeah, that is like severely... say say what you will about this dude and like his practices and all that. Never go in a lawsuit against someone as huge as Nintendo with no lawyer. Never go to a lawsuit in general without a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I got nothing else on that. Oh, that's... That's not smart. Jake, have you ever played the Crisis games? No, I never had a PC that could actually run it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, you can now play it on the Switch coming up. I highly doubt that. Because <laughs> my PC now still can't play Crisis. <laughs> I mean, then you'd be surprised. Crisis Remastered Trilogy got announced for a full release. I tried so hard to set you up there to take the next news bit without <laughs> yeah yeah but you know gotta make a joke out of it you do you do it was, it was a very smooth but, segue i thought it, it was. was i was yeah, yeah i was yeah. impressed with myself just didn't take the bait <laughs> oh. but but yeah for, for those of you who are maybe a little bit too young to know what crisis is it is notorious for being so poorly optimized on pc it is basically like a benchmark of how good your pc is it's like oh my pc can run crisis it's like oh my god so uh yeah hearing that not only the original crisis but like crisis 2 and 3 are coming to the switch is weird to me yeah like it how better far? be optimized well well crisis the first one's already on there um on the switch and it runs from what i heard quite well i mean you know 1080p 30 fps uh, like if you want 4K 60 FPS or higher, you go for you know Series X or PS5 or maybe the One X and PS4 Pro. Don't quote me on that. I was not aware it was already on Switch. Yeah, so the first one is already on there, and apparently it runs decent. Nothing amazing. All right, decent. that that shuts down my argument. <laughs> it just means the PC version is the most unplayable version. Yeah, it just means the yeah, it just means the PC version is awful. <laughs> but it's it's just incredible how far you know how far that technology's come. So, yeah, it was the butt of the joke saying, you know, my PC, you know, if you can run Crisis on it, you've got a really high-end PC. You know, and that mm. was like, what, 15 years ago? And now it's running on a, you know, Nintendo handheld with a NVIDIA, NVIDIA mobile graphics chip in it. Like, that's pretty dang impressive. Yeah, it still struggles to run Future. on most PCs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, very impressive. Um Nintendo's Uji Ogura plant being turned is being turned into a Nintendo Gallery Museum by March 2024. I hope to be in Japan by then. Uh, so that would be incredible. I would love to visit that. I have actually visited the Nintendo headquarters. I mean, at the front. And they didn't let me in. <laughs> Why would they let <laughs> For you obvious in? reasons. Uh, I asked about Breath of the Wild and it was a rookie mistake. But anyways, uh, yeah, and, and then I saw the original building as well. Like, I actually got photos of it. It's really, really cool. The original... Weird... I'm going on a tangent. I'm going on... A, like, telling a little story. But, like, when I was in Kyoto in 2016... So, this was before the Switch and Breath of the Wild. Um, but, yeah, that's when I was in Japan. And I I said to my friends, because they're into games, but nowhere near as much as me. And we had, like, an afternoon. Like, oh, what do we do? I'm just like, okay, guys, we're going to Nintendo. And they got very confused. So I looked it up and... Because I wanted to see the actual headquarters, but I wanted to see the original Nintendo office, like that original Nintendo building in 1889, where they were making Hanafuda cards. And I went there and we were walking down this side street and Google Maps was like, it's saying it's here, but this can't be it. Because it was just like a random side street somewhere. 
and it was just it was the size of uh it was like a townhouse the size of something you would find i mean i can say it's the size of my house basically but like that doesn't help anyone no so but it's not not for an audio podcast exactly but it's it's basically like it looks like a townhouse like that was it it was so tiny two stories uh like four meters by by eight meters like that's what you can that's what you can think and that was it it was this tiniest little thing and the only the only reason i knew it was nintendo's building old building because i had a plaque at the front that said nintendo playing card co i mean so cool do you still have the photo of it I do. You could upload the photo on uh, the social medias. I will. There you go. That's a very good idea. Yeah, that's um, a good representation. Yeah. Like, hey, look at our social media to see this image. Thank you, Nathan, yeah. for that plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was super cool, um, and I can't even remember why I'm talking about this uh, because of the museum. Yeah. So. <laughs> 20, March, they hope to have this uh, Nintendo gallery by March 2024. So this was the old plant that they had, uh, that they originally were making Hanafuda cards from. Not the original building. This is the different building. Uh, it was built in six, 1969. Um, but this, so this was where they were making, still making uh, playing cards when they were like working with Disney and making uh, playing cards with Disney as well. I wrote a whole article on this. Um, which I will link in the description of this one because it's actually I'm actually very proud of that. Uh, but yeah, they did that, and then when they started making video games, this was actually the plant where they were doing repairs for a while, and now they're turning it into a museum, which I just think is awesome, and I hope to see it when I'm over there. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, just hopefully just really it opens cur- up by March 2024. Well, yeah. I mean, knowing these kind of things, they get delayed. And yeah, then, and, you know, just the world. Well, that is also very true. I mean, mm. March 2024, you think it'll be okay by then, hopefully. I mean, the Olympics are completely cancelled. Yeah, again. Well, when did that happen? Um, Like a few months ago. They, like, completely cancelled the Tokyo Olympics. Oh, no, it's going ahead. Really? When was this? Yeah. I I heard it got cancelled a second time. To Google. Yeah, this, this is a... <laughs> I swear I heard Tokyo. it got cancelled in 2021. Tokyo Olympics, 2021. Uh, Tokyo Olympics, two days ago, Channel 9 Worldwide World of Sports, <laughs> Australia. Uh, Tokyo Olympics organisers scrambling as 10,000 workers pull out weeks before games. Huh. Yeah. So between twenty third of July and eighth of August, but they're doing it. Go. All right. I swear, uh, I heard like a few months ago that they straight up cancelled it completely. Yeah, same. So uh, it's it's there's, they've been very back and forth on it. And yeah. I don't read. Yeah. I don't read the news at the best of times, but um, especially about sports. <laughs> hey, I like sports. Uh, but, <laughs> sports ball, but. Exactly, spotball. Um, but yeah, so the the Tokyo Olympics are going ahead this year. But apparently, like ninety percent of the population just don't want it to go ahead yeah. for obvious reasons. But money. I mean, if they keep well, the the amount of money they put into it, you kind of have to. Yeah. 
Well, that's it. They're at a, they're at a loss, like yeah. millions, if not billions, of dollars. Yeah. Or yen. Well, it would definitely be billion billions of yen. Oh yeah, significantly. Mm. Yes. So yeah, March twenty twenty four. I'm really. I would hope that will go ahead, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anywho, moving on. Nathan, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, um, the Switch has surpassed a total 20 million units in Japan alone. Which is nuts. Like, I'm going back to Google again here. What is the total the, population of Japan? What's the total sales of the Switch? It's like, that is a lot of sales. That is a lot of weird-looking tablets that have been sold. <laughs> yeah. So, total population as of 2019, not sure why 2019, but okay, that's what Google says. Probably because they didn't uh, do a 100... 2020 consensus. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Okay. Um, 126.3 million people. And so... total sales is 84.59 million. Yeah. So that's, you know, more than 20%. Yeah. So, like, one-sixth of the population of Japan... Or just shy of one sixth of the population has a switch. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. So that is very impressive. And three point eight four nine, or just shy of three point nine million. It's about twenty four percent of them are switch lights. Twenty four percent of total switch sales is Japan. That is, yeah. I mean, that that doesn't surprise me too much because of, you know, how prominent Nintendo are in oh, Japan. Yeah. yeah. You look at, like, the weekly sales and it's always Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS4, Nintendo Switch Lite, PS5. Only PS5 down there because people can't find them. And right at the bottom, Xbox. Because <laughs> no one cares about the Xbox in Japan. No, they really don't. Again, this is just me recalling Japan, like when I was in Japan. Uh, but like, I just remember going into like this massive store. Uh, it was like its gaming store, uh, and you know, Nintendo 3DS was everywhere. You know, PS4 was everywhere. PS Vita had a massive section because they loved the Vita over there. And then yeah, in in one corner, in one little tucked away corner, there was the Xbox, and another little corner was the Wii U. <laughs> that made me so sad. Uh, but yeah so and apparently Animal Crossing is the best selling game in Japan on the Switch of course I would have assumed yeah, Mario Kart doesn't surprise me to be honest yeah yeah Mario, looking at the chart now Mario Kart 5th wow I guess they don't so do the Mario Kart me. bundles that's a good point yeah they probably don't yeah interesting um, the Nintendo Direct. I'm pretty sure we actually mentioned this before, but the N- Nintendo announced a 40 minute Nintendo Direct. Uh, I won't go into that too much. So, on what is it, the June 15th, 9 a.m. Pacific time in the US, 12 p.m. Eastern time. I think that ET stands for. Yeah, Eastern yeah, time. I believe that's Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> 5 p.m. GMT, which I just know is like England or UK. Uh, and the 2 a.m. Australian time. Eastern Standard Time. Greenwich Mean Time. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. That's, and then because it's um, not there, they're in daylight savings, that's why it's PT and ET, not PST and 
EST. Yeah, Steve was telling me about this yeah. a couple of weeks ago. It confuses the hell out of me. Um, and 2am Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 16th of June. E3 and... Australia. Yeah. Every single year. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's fun to stream E3 uh, announcements at 2 to 5 in the morning. Oh, it's, I, I, yeah. I did it the first year I started streaming and, and never yeah. again. <laughs> that was a dumb idea. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine streaming it. I'll watch it because I booked the day off, like the, the following day. But yeah, I couldn't imagine streaming it. I'd be way too tired. I'm just going to lie in bed and have it on. Because that's what we do at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Not as bad as your 24-hour stream. That was a bad idea. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that that was also a bad idea. <laughs> I, I, I had to cancel that 16 hours in because of health concerns. <laughs> Oh dang! It was yeah. the Smash Bros. If you were wondering what it was for, yeah, sma- <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, Smash Ultimate release. I wanted to do a twenty-four hour stream, but then, yeah, sixteen hours in. Ooh, I'm feeling a really sharp pain in my kidneys right now. That's probably not good. I no. should stop. Good call. Good call. Uh, so, in addition to Nintendo at E3, there are some other obvious. Well, obviously, there's some other showcases happening um i'll only listen nintendo ones uh or, or nintendo possibly related so koch media they do a lot of stuff on uh, what is it on nintendo oh my god it's it's late at night i'm so sorry um <laughs> so it's saturday june 12th i'm i'm only i'm on press start australia at the moment so unfortunately i only have uh, australian times but australian eastern standard time at 5 a.m in the morning thank you for that um, so that'll be June 11th for most sane people. Uh, Gorilla Collective, that's not... Nope. Uh, Ubisoft Forward, there we go. Uh, so that could happen all the... Oh, yeah, that's on June 13th at, f- again, 5 in the morning. Thank you. Um, what else is there? I mean, we <laughs> might get says... something from Xbox. You know, with yeah, the whole true. Microsoft, you know, Nintendo rumours. Yeah, Although, I, I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer, his name blanked on me for a second, uh, Phil Spencer was saying that he's not really doing all that much anymore. Yeah. Like with Nintendo, which is actually kind of funny that he actually said that. Uh, but that is happening at 3 a.m. Monday, June 14th, or Sunday, at a reasonable time for everyone else. But it just it's just funny because I see Bethesda and for like, I think we got, what, two, maybe three years where we thought, yay, Bethesda, that could be Nintendo-related. And then Xbox did xbox yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like well okay it's like mine now yeah <laughs> we are, we finally got bethesda games on nintendo consoles and then they did that they get snatched um but i'm actually, yeah but i'm actually really curious to see uh starfield i reckon that looks quite interesting oh, and God, the square enix one is so early yep quarter past five in the morning on the same day june 14th I might actually be waking up at that time rather than staying up. I will um, be driving at that time to my job. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. And <laughs> Warner Brothers, 7am. Uh, it's at least somewhat decent 7am, yeah. but it's still a little bit too actually, early. Actually, that's yeah. a public holiday for us. So it is. Yes. 
Oh yeah, yeah, the Monday Fourteen. Yeah, sure. There you go. There you go. E three public. All right, yeah, we yeah, we, we can, can actually totally watch, watch that one. That's yeah. that's an E three public holiday. That's what that's called, right? Yeah. That's what that's for. Exactly. Um, <laughs> take two, Capcom. Apparently, that's still to be t- uh, still to be confirmed, but it's on June fifteenth, so possibly June sixteenth for us here. And Bandai Namco is on June sixteenth, possibly June seventeenth. Oh, and there's EA Play Live, which of course know. they don't want to play nice with EA. Yeah, they haven't yeah, for exactly. A long July. Time. Mm. That's it. July twenty second, just because they're cool like that, or they want to be cool like that. Also, didn't PlayStation have their state of play recently as well? Like you know, because they want to be doing it beforehand. Yeah, they they did them their massive reveal of um the new Horizon yeah. Dawn game. Yeah, which I only saw bits and pieces of. It looks good. I haven't played the original, which I really need. To. It feels weird that the only thing that people are talking about in this game, filled filled with robot dinosaurs, is how fat the main character's cheeks are. Yeah, I saw that. That, <laughs> that made me very upset. It's like, who... it's like guys, it's robot dinosaurs. Robot dinosaurs. <laughs> I was literally about to say that as well. <laughs> it's like, come on, priorities, priorities, guys. Speaking uh, of priorities. Um, yeah, take it. Uh, Shimigami Tensei Five release date has been supposedly leaked by the official Japanese website of November eleventh, twenty twenty one. Does this make you excited? I mean, of course. But I've, uh, like I said, I passed this on to uh, my other RPG friend here. Yeah, because you got Nocturne, you lucky son. <laughs> but also, I do not have time and- anymore. Yeah, yeah. You got both Nocturne, and before I showed up here, you got uh, Persona Five Strikers. Give me. I thought I'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! He also gave Uh, Monster Hunter Stories Two to Brian. Yes, I did. So he's playing nice. Yeah. I mean, I claimed these before both of you showed up, so I thought I'd be nice. Let you guys have them. Tis true. And I'll take Mario Golf. And I will not read the rest of that because that is legit story spoilers. That's why I didn't click on it because I was like, nope, I'm pretty sure there's going to be leaked information in there. I was going to say on the URL that we have in the the Google Doc, like at the end it says, and gameplay shown. Yeah. So uh, tread carefully on that one. Which we'll probably get, you know, something out of two weeks at E3. Yeah, I'm thinking that's an E3. That's an E3 yeah. thing. Like we said in our E3 predictions. Yeah, did we put that on the... Where did we put that on the list? I don't know. We recorded that like a month ago. I think ago. we put it at yeah. like two because we were like, yeah, it's going to be there. Yeah, I don't think much has changed though since then. Yeah. Like nothing's been announced, so it's all pretty relevant. So uh, go Still watch waiting that. waiting for Pokemon everyone. Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. One day. One day. Uh, Nathan, do you want to take this next one as well? Because I reckon you'd like this one. Yeah, I actually did quite enjoy this as well. Uh, Sukuna of Rice and Ruin. The sales have reached a total of 1 million. The initial expectations were only 30,000. So that's... That's crazy that they expected so little. I mean, I know it's not a Nintendo first party, like, and we're so used to seeing, like, Animal Crossing at 30 million. But... To, to only think it'll sell 30k worldwide. It's also a really, really good game. 
it's a very good game. I think I gave it eighty odd. I th- actually, I think I think it was eighty. Yeah. Um, like the combat I, is really like fluid. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I mean, that was where my gripes were a bit of the game. So combat and like world exploration, and like it didn't really tell you what was going on all yeah. that much. It was, I don't know, the instructions were great. Aside from that, though, I loved everything else about it, and actually farming the rice and doing every little bit, you know, of the of the process. I reckon was just awesome. And if if you like Japanese culture, folklore, all that kind of stuff, Sakuna Rice and Ruin. Hundred percent. It's it's an it's a fantastic game. Even if you just like farming Sims with a little bit of combat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or even like you decide to call them beta mods with farming sim add in. <laughs> it's got that weird like, you know, collection of farming sims and side scrolling beat em ups. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's a good game. Everyone should play it. Jake, do you want to take this last one? Before we head into All right. <laughs> Once again, since, you know, apparently I'm the Sonic guy now. <laughs> Happened by uh, chance, I swear. <laughs> Yuji Naka is suspected to have moved on from Square Enix. Uh, Yuji Naka being, you know, the guy that made... Well, he didn't really make, but he's like one of the higher-ups responsible yeah. for the Sonic franchise. And also, you know, the unfortunate case of Bell and Wonderworld. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that that was the thing but yeah uh yeah he, he went in joined square enix made bell and wonderworld didn't do well and left although seeing the uh second link it says he's officially confirmed he has left yeah yeah and so uh not ruling out retirement completely. yeah not ruling out retirement so there's that but yeah, kind of a shame that uh, Bell and Wonderworld didn't do well. Yeah, I think his career's had a lot of highs and lows over the past thirty odd years. That he, yeah, thinking and of retirement at the age of low. Yeah, like Sonic the Hedgehog creator. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of lows. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, Bell and Wonderworld is a really bad low to end up with as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's I guess that's the, the most depressing part about it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Sonic guy, but I can respect the hell out of Yuji Naka and everything he's done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, at least they experimented. Well, that's yeah. it. And I feel... So, I, for better or for worse. That's it. And I like... I'd really want to know what actually happens internally because surely Bell and Wonderworld... Because, like, you look at the cutscenes and I remember playing the, the PC demo and... I watched that cutscene. I'm like, this is gorgeous. There's so much love. There's so much creativity gone into this. And then it went to the gameplay. I'm like, wait, did I just load something else? What what just what just happened? And yeah, it just I don't know what I don't know. There's got to be more. I reckon there's got to be a lot to this story. Like maybe just Square Enix didn't have the faith in it. Then then he didn't get the funding, and then it was rushed to release because Square Enix didn't even market it. Like we didn't. There were there were no review codes sent to any outlets like not even ign oh, wow they just didn't yeah, send it and... because they knew it was gonna bomb they just threw yeah, it out there that's that's a bad yeah time. did they uh, what was the uh event where like it was announced but not for like the western you know version of the announcement i, I, I remember that remember. happening sometime 
Oh, I think I talked it about it one of the Nintendo Directs, and it was. I like, think so. Yeah, it was in the Japanese only Direct. That's right. Yeah, that's coming back to me. But yeah, like the 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 lead up to from announcement to release, it went. It started at really high, and then it just kept going down from there. Mm. So I reckon there's more to the story than just Yuji Naka didn't make a great game. Which is very upsetting. And if he retires on that, and that's a bit upsetting as well. But that's all for the news. We'll, I mean, between now and the, between now and the next episode where we'll have the next fortnight of news, E3 is in the middle. So we'll cover E3 2021 in a whole new discussion. Well, that's the plan anyways. But let's stop talking about the news. Let's go on to indie roundups. So in this section, we talk about upcoming indie games that are releasing on the Nintendo Switch within the next fortnight that we just believe um, have promise. Could um, They might not be getting the attention they deserve or we just feel like or we just want to talk about them uh, or they're really, um, really promising. So the first one on the 10th of June, we have Alba, A Wildlife Adventure. So this game was announced in a previous indie world and this one caught my eye i actually put my name down for this one um but i haven't heard anything which is kind of upsetting but anyways um looks very cute yeah yeah you just i'm pretty sure it's like really chill you just walk around and take photos of things it was originally an apple arcade game so uh i guess that kind of explains the taking photos of wildlife on an iphone um it's very on the nose there, but all in all, it's it just looks cute. It just looks chill, and in with my with with my life over the last three months with moving and everything everything that's happened, I I reckon uh I reckon I can take something like this, especially prior to E three. I reckon this will be right up my alley because it's just it just looks chill. It just looks so heartwarming, and apparently on the Apple Arcade like with that release because that was like a year or so ago it got decent reviews like really high reviews nothing to complain about that's it um next one is a metroidvania in in existence rebirth so that launches the next day on the 11th of june so didn't one one of our writers just go dibs 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah good old steve he loves his metroidvanias um Good thing. I am not a fan of Metroidvania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're one of the genres that I bounce off super heavily. Yeah. Just, and that's fair. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Metroidvanias are like either love them or you hate them. Like, I can appreciate a good one, but like it's just, it's so hard to yeah, get same. into them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because, um, yeah, he recently reviewed Astalon Tears of the Earth which I'm actually very impressed with myself that I remembered that name. Um, and that one he gave he gave 80%, but it was only because of a couple of gripes. He said, uh, like, some of the, you know, swapping of party characters was a bit tricky. But he said, other than that, it's, like, one of the best indie games he's ever played. So I was like, oh, that's glowing review. Oh, dang. Uh, but anyways, that is not In Existence Rebirth. In Existence Rebirth is very much an SNES-inspired pixel art metroidvania which doesn't narrow down at all because many of them are like that um but it is basically like i'm getting very castlevania-esque with a bit more fantasy to it yeah 
that's what i saw when i looked at it yeah yeah it it does it has very um oh what's the game called is uh something of sorrow yeah, it's like Castlevania something of sorrow. I, I, I'm uh, blanking on that one word. I know I know what you mean, but I... Yeah, I'm blanking yeah. as well. But yeah, it, it is very... You can see the Castlevania influence, but I can also kind of see like a, maybe a Dark Souls influence as well. It's got like a bit of RPG uh, factors to it, which, I mean, you you guys might like. It's got some RPG-ness to it. In a Metroidvania, though. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta convince us past that Metroidvania section. Maybe it's a game for me then. Because I yeah. like my RPGs, but not the really heavy ones. Like, Bravely Default is my. You know, that's as far your as I'll go. Super generic one. <laughs> like, your big RPG for the year. Pretty much. That and, like, you know, Dragon. I like, I like Dragon Quest over Final Fantasy. I can. I tried Shimagami Tensei 4 once, and I got beat in the tutorial. And I'm like, if this I'm is just... if this is where it starts, it's just not gonna. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, it's like yeah, a SMT really... is really like yeah. brutal. It's like a... a SMT does not hold your hand, friend. No, it does not. It's like a really bad first date. I'm like, let's just end it here. It's just, <laughs> it's not. We know. We both know this isn't working. Um, on the 22nd of June, so skipping nine days, not much is happening, but I guess that's, you know, E3, so I guess you don't really want to release your game on E3, but Super Magbot, so this one is published by Team17, who have published a lot of games, as like even on Switch, but, you know, they're just very it's renowned. the Worms, guys. Yeah, they're very renowned for their quality of indie titles, and Super Magbot is like a 2D puzzle platformer but you can't so the thing is with this it's, game it's a precision one yeah it's but like the, those real like you know the meat boy super meat boy kind of like platformers from what i saw obviously with a bit more of a twist to it yeah so so it is very much like that however it's a it's very much a puzzle platformer as well because the tricky thing is you can't jump instead how you get up the platforms, you actually have little bars like red bars and blue bars. And when you click, I think it's the right trigger to activate red and you, uh, it's like a magnet when you put two positives together and they, you know, uh, retract you from each other. And attract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when you press the, the ZL on the red, it goes, uh, like it brings you towards it. So it attracts it. And then you've got blue bars where you have to do the opposite. So it's like, yeah, you really got to think on your toes with it, and you've got to like map out what you're gonna press before you actually do it. And yeah, I think that's pretty ingenious. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the next logical step to a game like VVVVVV. Yeah, which I've yeah, never played. Like it, yeah, where that its whole thing is instead of having a jump, you either flip from like being able to walk on the floor or walk on the ceiling. Yes. Yeah. So that one looks pretty Stress cool. Stress incarnate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Probably not the best game for me being color-based, but that's fine. Um, and to wrap it up, Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. Sorry, I forgot about the DX. Um, 22nd of June. So this one, obviously, it's a remastered or remake of the original Master System game. So they've been doing that a lot recently with... Yeah. Not with Alex Kidd. They did it with the Monster Boy and Wonder Boy, uh, the Dragon's Trap. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, this one, like, I didn't have much... I didn't have high hopes for this until I've started looking into it more. And it looks pretty good. I'll give it that. Yeah, for the for the hand, uh, handful of people that don't know, Alex Kidd was Sega's mascot before Sonic showed up. Yes, thank you. So it that. is, yeah, it is uh, very interesting uh, to see him back. Because I think the last game he was in was actually uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed back in 2012. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> they don't really use Alex Kidd a lot, Sega. No. And here's how you know there's, you know, not a lot of games coming out where I saw this advertised as, you know, upcoming games on the Switch at EB Games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it had that and Mario Golf and that's all they had like, oh, here's upcoming games. Yeah, we're we're currently in the pre-E3 drought. Yeah, exactly. I reckon there's going to be a lot more to show on, you know, a lot more to talk about on the next podcast. That's for sure. It's like, I feel like right now, I don't know if you guys get this, but I feel like right now it's like, like the week before Christmas, but for us gamers. Yeah. Gamer Christmas. Yay. Yeah. Hoggers. <laughs> so that was, uh, so yeah, that's 22nd of June. So that's the Indie Roundup. Quite a short one this time, but again, hopefully we'll have some, have a little bit more to talk about next time. That being said, I mean, this podcast has gone on for a minute and tw- like a minute. Geez, a minute? Damn. An hour. A minute? Yeah. <laughs> an hour and 21 minutes. So, uh, yeah, we've had a lot to talk about. But we still have time for the Patreon question. So, uh, if you're un- unaware, so all our patrons, again, at least $1 per month, can ask us, pay- uh, ask us questions where we will answer it, answer them in the podcast. So, we still put the question out to all of our socials but our patrons get top priority this time a bit of a slow fortnight so but we do have a question from at beggles underscore on twitter um so that is b e double g l e s underscore uh definitely check out he's also on youtube as well he reviews games and does gaming stuff like us so definitely check him out i'm pretty sure youtube is just beggles as well um but i can put that in the description of this podcast as well. Anyways, his question for us is, what Nintendo IP that hasn't been on the Switch would you like to be announced? Now, I saw this question before and I answered straight away with Kid Icarus. Yeah. I would like a, you know, a remake or, you know, just a new addition to the Kid Icarus Uprising. Especially yeah. with the two joysticks on the controller, it'd make it a lot easier. Oh, God, yeah. yes. That just makes sense. Don't have to, yeah. Don't have to break your hands. Yeah, just to play the game. Would you reckon uh, Sakurai would have a hand in it? He said no. He's not. Yeah. No. That'd be. He's, the... he's said it himself already. He's like destroying himself on Smash. Yeah. So, but would that be the thing then? Would you like to, like, if he's not doing, like, if he wouldn't be doing Kid Icarus or anything like that? Would you want to see a game like Kid Icarus Uprising, or would you like to see? a more traditional 2D platformer. I'd like, like to see more games. like Kid Icarus Uprising. It sets it apart from, you know, other Nintendo IP. Like, yeah. You know, Mario yeah. is your 2D platformer and all this. And like, you don't really have a twin stick shooter with that like combat part in Nintendo. It's its own little thing so far. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. And that would look nice in HD as well. Oh, yes. Mm because I reckon there was a lot of attention to detail, but obviously only so much you can do on the 3DS in 2011. 
at, at that as well. Yeah, it was a really early Switch game. Mm. No, sorry, yeah, not Switch, like, 3DS game. Was Yeah, it was either like a launch title or close to launch. Yeah, it was a close like to that. launch title because I had it on yeah. my original 3DS and, oh boy, that was, that was a hard <laughs> one to play on that. I still haven't played it. It's good fun. Like, yeah, it is I've heard genuinely it's good fun, but it's just it's very awkward to play. Yeah, yeah. I, I I played it for twenty minutes and like I had the worst hand cramp I've ever had. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing this again. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame because I've heard such good things about it. Um, it has really good writing as well. Yeah, I've heard that. Actually, like you'd see in like Smash Bros when you have Palutena and like you know that talking to Pit. Yeah. It's a lot of that kind of, like, in the game. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, Jake, any Nintendo IP that you want to see on Switch? Hmm. I don't know, because, like, really the only, like, Nintendo IP that I'm super huge into is Pokemon, and, you know, we already have a few Pokemon games already on the Switch. So, like, really the closest thing I could really think of is... a. Uh, is a third-party IP that has only been on Nintendo consoles, and that's uh, uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Okay, I don't think I've ever that... played them. Battle Network is interesting because it's it's incredibly different from the other Mega Man games. That's the one with it... Mega Man .exe, isn't it? Yeah, it's the one where uh, instead of robots like leading the huge like pushing technology it's the internet so like everyone has their own like personal uh yeah like their own little personal like internet helper like their own little clippy it's like digimon <laughs> but, meets mega man yeah yeah essentially now you've kind of sold me that sounds interesting yeah. <laughs> Just mention Digimon. It's like, ooh. Yeah, they're, they're cool games. They are really cool games, but like some of them are kind of hit and miss. But like, I played the absolute heck out of uh, Battle Network 2. That game was amazing. Didn't it have an animated so I, I, series? I, it did have an animated series. Mega Man was voiced by, I believe, Ian James Corlett. Who is the guy who did the original, like, voice for, like, Kid Goku? Huh. So, uh, yeah, fun voice acting facts with Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that that's probably the closest thing I could think of. Either that or, um, the spiritual sequel, uh, Mega Man spinoff, which is Star Force. Which is kind of the same thing, but it, from a different perspective. Interesting. I'm going to go with a Hail Mary. Earthbound. Oh, yeah, Earthbound. <laughs> It'll never happen. She can start it's to... been so long, I forgot about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shigasato Itoi, he's not going to go back to Earthbound. He, he said that mm. countless times. But if I could I dream... mean, they could release the original games on the, you know, the Nintendo... Was it the Switch... Like SNES yeah. version. Yes, the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. That is a yeah. console we talk about, Nathan. Yeah, the SNES, yeah. like, you know, play thing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of it because I'm, like, trying to look up who the voice actor was. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that is just a Hail Mary, like, so I don't think it would ever happen. But, yeah, I would like to see, obviously, Earthbound Beginnings, Earthbound. 
and Mother 3. That would be nice. Uh, but if I was to think of anything else that's not, that, you know, actually has a chance, maybe Golden Sun. That'd be interesting. Like, I... Implying that has a chance. You think, yeah, you think Golden Sun has a chance? More than Earthbound. Camelot is okay, sports I'll, only I'll, I'll now. Give, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It it, it it does have more of a chance than Earthbound, but still. I mean, I, Camelot is too busy making Mario sports games. Yeah, there's more money in it. But, like, I could say, like, F-Zero, but actually, if you think about it, what actually has more of a chance, F-Zero or Golden Sun? It's about 50-50, I'd say. I'd probably yeah. say F-Zero myself. Well, agree to disagree on that one. Uh... <laughs> But moving on, so, uh, I mean, first off, thank you, uh, Beggles, for, for that one as well. I'll say it again. Uh, check, definitely check out his YouTube page, uh, YouTube channel. I'll leave a link to that in the description below. But next up, we have everyone's favorite part of the podcast, Name That Game. Let's do it. So I've got a brand new one. I'll be hosting this question. And in a nutshell, if you haven't heard us play Name That Game before... There, so there's a game, there you have to guess it, uh, there are 10 hints, I'll go through them one by one, there are Nathan and Jake, they work as a team, they get 5 guesses in total, so that's 2 between hints 1 and 5, 2 between hints 6 and 9, and 1 after all the hints, all 10 hints have been revealed. They also have two lifelines they can use at any time. So that is the Switchaboo lifeline, which is a recording of a writer who isn't on the show, but I unfortunately did not get that in time. I do apologize. So I just have an 11th hint that they can use and get access to at any time. Uh, and they can ask me a yes or no question. Or either of those hints or both can be traded for an extra guess. But that's never happened before. But it might happen. Who knows? This today might be the day. Yeah, will it be? Will it actually be a game that both of us have heard of before? So, yes. hint number one: it is an RPG. Okay, so probably yes. <laughs> You're welcome, because I remember last time you didn't get you didn't get Night in the Woods, and you oh, both we, never we heard of it. We didn't get anything. <laughs> we had no. nothing. We were like, um. <laughs> so I figured okay. I'd be a little. I figured I'd be a little kinder to you this time. So it's an RPG. Uh, it launched on Switch on June 26, 2018, but saw its initial release on July 21st, 2016 on the PS Vita in Japan. <laughs> I figured I'd be nice, but not too nice. I mean, Jake actually owns a PS Vita, so... There you go. Yeah, but <laughs> like 90% of people outside of Japan that own a PS Vita... It is a Persona 4 Golden Machine. <laughs> <laughs> and Freedom Wars, so isn't it? it? So, yeah, now that it is on PC, it is essentially useless to me. <laughs> uh, this game wasn't released until... Uh, sorry, sorry, I'll start that again. This game wasn't localised outside Japan until 2017. In addition, the game has since come to PS4, Windows PC, and Stadia. Stadia. Yeah. I don't know why games keep coming to Stadia. Yeah. They're and not anymore. It, it'll die eventually. <laughs> you just gotta wait for it. Ugh. And hint number five. The game starts by being attacked out at sea, followed by waking up on a cursed island. 
So you have two guesses. Uh, because oh, that is hint one between... Sorry, that was just hint five. If they don't use their two guesses, they lose them. Just being attacked out at sea and washing up on a curse land. Yeah, that's that narrows like, it down hmm. to like 500 RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot like that. You're welcome. Kingdom Hearts kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hmm. Wait, was there a Kingdom Hearts game that came out on the Vita? On the Vita? No. Okay. Weird, I know, because Kingdom Hearts games came out on every bloody console, just not the Vita. Yeah, it even came out on 3DS. I don't know. Yeah. Would you like me to read the first five hints again? 2018. It was July 22nd, 2018, was it? Uh, close. June 26th, 2018 is when it launched on Switch. But it originally launched July 21st, 2016 on PS Vita in Japan. And it didn't come to... Oh, oh, well, out. It didn't come out of Japan until 2017. Now, the fact that you said localization (laughs) makes me think it's a Japanese, like, very heavily Japanese game. Oh, I, I, I hate to break the podcast immersion, but uh, uh, a goddamn spider just fell from my ceiling and onto my <laughs> monitor and scared the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> I'm surprised you're still sitting there. Yeah, good effort. <sighs> surprised you didn't scream or, like, I'm, make a sudden movement I'm, or something. You are arachnophobe, aren't you? I, I am, I am. It is currently crawling on my uh, lamp. Yeah, I would oh, boy. not be sitting here. Yeah, I'm moving as far away as I can while keeping the microphone right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping a good close eye on it, so I might be a little bit distracted. What a trip you are, though. <laughs> Still playing then that game. Even with one of his fears mm. being realised. February of three years ago... Uh, a game I'm thinking of is Child of Light, but that isn't a Japanese game. That and we can just, we can Japanese. just put it out at least. <laughs> just, just get it out, do it again, so we're not wasting it, and we got it. All right off. then. Is it Child of Light? No. <laughs> also, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. I originally played that on my Wii U. That no, came out on Wii U. Yeah, it did. Oh, all right, cool. It By Ubisoft. Be... What a little, what a little trooper yeah. that console. Oh. <laughs> it was the console that could, but didn't. So you have one more guess, unless you want to forfeit that guess. Uh, so. I'll read hint five. The game starts by being attacked out at sea, followed by waking up on a cursed island. Wait. Um, oh, I can't... Because there's so many... Is it one of the Tales games? Is that one of your yes or no? No, that's... Questions? Okay, Jake, do you remember like any of the Tales games that came out then? I know Tales of... 
Vesperia, I think it's called, but that's 3DS. What's the Tales game on Switch? Didn't they, yeah, didn't they re-release the one that was on the uh, Xbox at some point? Oh, this is hard. But yeah, like, thinking of it, it does sound like a possible Tales of game. Yeah. Tales tend to do that as well. (laughs) I just really wish I knew more about the Tales of franchise. Jake, you'll understand when you when you do one of these eventually, when you host one of these, but it's really hard mm. not to say anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just so much I want to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're thinking it's a Tales of game, but we don't know which one. Okay, to move on to the next clues, do you want to just say Tales of Vesperia? But I know it's wrong, though. I know, but... Hey, <laughs> sure, it's Tales of Vesperia. So, Tales of Vesperia, Vesperia is actually the only Tales of game on the Switch. But it is not Tales of Vesperia. Well, there we go. Oh. Alright, so it's not a Tales of game. Cool. <laughs> I really wanted to say that because I knew it was Tales of Vesperia. That is on Switch, and I was just like, I can't say it. I can't I like, I'm say pretty it. sure I remember it. hearing Tales of Vesperia on the Switch. So, uh, right, I'll go. I'll go on for the next hint. So, Switch version has an 82 on Metacritic, while the PC version only has a 69. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> this game is currently slated for an iOS and Android port, but with a TBA release window. On January Ooh, on January 2020, an experimental co-op multiplayer mode was added to the PC version. That makes me think it sounds like Squeenix. And hit they number tend nine. To do their iOS ports. The next game in the series is set to release on Switch next month, being July 2021. Oh no! What is it? What is it? This is annoying because you know alex has a whole list of games that are coming out like each month it's like hey put your name down if we ever get a code so like we've clearly like seen the title of that game (laughs) but i can't think of it at the moment yeah it's if i do say so myself it's a very impressive spreadsheet it is a good spreadsheet yeah oh it's um... Oh, what's it called? Is it like something of mana? Secret of mana? Trials of mana? Is it one of those? Uh, Brain work here. God damn it. Is that your yes or no question? I think Legend of Mana is coming out. I think can't that's say, the game. Can't say I just anything, don't know what. Anything. I just don't know what. Uh, if it was some. If there is a Vita. Like, mana game i don't know what it's called that's the annoying thing see this this is also a a very annoying thing about being an rpg fan there is so many rpgs (laughs) so many like oh my god there's so many i i'm trying to play ball with you guys you're the rpg guys yeah i'm trying to speak your language right now (laughs) 
mean, you could have gone Octopath Traveler. <laughs> could have, but didn't. <sighs> I, okay. I, yeah, I'm it, pretty sure I, Legend of Mana is the game that's coming out like mm. this month. So, is it from the Mana series? Is that the yes or no question? I agree to that. It is not. Yes, that is it. It is not. Okay, is not we okay. are way off. Cool. Oh. Out of point. Legend of Mana is coming out this month, though, right? Uh, yes. June 24th, I think. Let me check my beautiful spreadsheet. Yep. Legend of Mana, June 24th. So what else is that other game? Like, I... <laughs> I was wait, about wait, to wait. open up that spreadsheet, but like, no. <laughs> okay, Jake, what was yes. that game that looked like Fire Emblem? There's a lot of games that look like <laughs> no, Fire Emblem. We talked about it on the podcast. Remember, like, the, the cover looked like Fire Emblem, and they're coming in from the, like, right-hand side, jumping down. Oh, yeah! What? Mm. Oh, the, the thing where I said, oh, my God, there's a girl with an axe. I'm going to buy it. Oh, what, what was that game called? <laughs> Oh no! Uh, and the names are so like. Oh. <laughs> it was like something, something. Four. It's like the eighth like, game or something, wasn't it? Uh, mm. right, what's the the Switchaboo lifeline hint? So the one that's uh, prepared and given by me. Um, yes. I want to get into the series, but like others in the genre, there are just so many entries. I believe that's what I said about it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what I can't is it remember called? the name of it. Oh, what is it called? Um, it's like Trials of Something. Trials of uh, Symphonia? Uh, Was that another one? Trial, trials of Cold Steel? <sighs> oh, what is it called? God damn it, I can't remember. I, yeah, I think it's called Trials of Something. And I think it might be like the... F- Fourth in the, uh, I I remember, I think I remember the number four being in the title. I thought it was like eight or nine. I remember. Oh, but high. that would, be, oh, but that would be the one that's coming out, not the one that's on the. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, if we can get that, we can just go back one. Mm. <laughs> if, assuming we're on the right pace, if we're yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this is so frustrating because this is like the first time. Like, I feel like I've been so close to the answer instead of, like, either not knowing it or just getting it immediately. Or completely forgetting it. Yeah. This is one of those times where it's like, ooh, ooh, I am engaged. Oh, Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. I'll read hints six to nine again. So, Switch version has an 82 on Metacritic, while the PC version only has 69. It's currently slated for an iOS and Android port with a TBA release window. On January 2020, an experimental co-op multiplayer mode was added to the PC version. 
and the next game in the series is set to release on Switch next month. That's the thing. I don't remember any... It is also not part of the Mana series, and yeah. I want to get into this series, but like others in the genre, RPG genre, there are just so many entries. Isn't Disgaea coming out as well? Because remember my brother oh, mentioning that's coming out as well. Is it Disgaea? <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, Disgaea 6 is coming out soon, isn't it? Yeah, because my brother mentioned it at work. I, like, I'm, I want Disgaea to come out. I was like, I just can't remember when it comes out. <laughs> That's See, the one thing that gets me is, like, I don't... Like, yeah, the, uh, the thing about the multiplayer. That's the thing that gets me. It's like, I don't remember any, like, RPG being announced that has, like, a weird like multi yeah a weird multiplayer just for the pc version that's the that's the thing that is kind of ruining this hmm. i i thought i had it for a sec but no i was i was gonna like i i just had a thought it's like wait isn't there a really weird Final Fantasy Battle Royale coming out? I'm like, oh wait, no, that wouldn't that wasn't on the Vita. <laughs> like, damn it. Oh. Oh, I wait. Wasn't that like Unfortunately, a Final Fantasy, I'm... like No, that's 3DS. I was thinking the music one. Mm, oh yeah, theater rhythm. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything, so unfortunately I'm going to have to forfeit this. Well, I've still stumped. got one more clue, but... Um... Yeah. But yeah, like at the moment, I'm stumped. Um, I guess, because I know Disgaea is coming out soon, and you said the next game in the series, so Disgaea 5? It is not Disgaea 5. Okay, so it's not Disgaea. Well, you said it's not Disgaea 5. Well, I I would assume yeah. Well, six is the one that's coming out, so I'd assume yeah, it'd be true. Five. But like, it, it, I don't know much about the Disgaea franchise. Neither but do I. I think they come out, you know, more often than you think they do. Okay, so there's a chance it could be Disgaea four or three <laughs> or Disgaea one. Yeah, to hell with two. But, but yeah, like I said, I'm stumped. I have no clue what this is. So you have one more guess and before I reveal the last hint, or you can forfeit it. You got anything, Nathan? I have no idea. I know Monster Hunter Stories is an RPG, but that didn't come out on the switch yeah that yeah that yeah that and it came out on 3ds 3DS. didn't it yeah and it's not on the pc um because that's that's coming up really soon as well this is like the one time our wealth of knowledge is actually getting in the way (laughs) literally we're like going this game this game oh 
Hmm. I'm still thinking that game that like where the jumping in from the left hand side. Like from the right hand side, like fire and bullet. I can't remember it. Yeah, I hate that I've forgotten what that is called. As I straight up said, I wanna bloody buy it. <laughs> now I feel bad. I'm like yeah, flicking through my brain, what's coming out next month? And then I'm like, World Ends is you. No, that's already out on like phone and stuff, and it it came out on the 3DS. I'm like like i gotta remember the damn vita catalog i was not expecting that when coming into a nintendo podcast i like to keep things interesting yeah you do clearly hey if i'm gonna play on your on your guys' level in your playing <laughs> field i'm not gonna make it easy um mm, what is it i remember it had a weird name I reckon it was like, you know, eight or nine, somewhere around that mark is where the game that keeps like, in my head and I can't think of it. Wait, was it Yeast? Yes, yes, it was Yeast. I think it was nine. Because nine's the one that's sticking out in my head. It's like either eight or nine, and I think it was nine that's the one. Uh, now, mm. okay, yeah, I think we're on the right track. Thing is, there's... Like we said, there's a lot of East games, so what's the one that, that was on, on the feeder? No. <laughs> oh. Mm. Mm. Gonna take a stab at the duck. Is it East 6? Nathan, are you going with that guess? How many guesses do we have in this section? Uh, you have one more. And then I'll reveal hint 10. And then that will be your... And then you have one more guess. The yeast games tend to come out semi-frequently. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the yeast 6 go. It is not yeast 6. Hmm. Okay, I guess we'll get number 10 now. So hint 10. So the series returned... After an eight-year hiatus with this entry, so before the so previous iteration, three. there was an eight-year gap. So maybe it's eight. <laughs> now the annoying thing is, yeah, I don't know enough about the East franchise to know if there was an eight-long, uh, eight-year-long gap. In Neither do why. <laughs> But is the best bet that I can think of, and I'm thinking use eight. Alex, I tip my hat to you, sir. You gave us a real challenge with this one. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Wanna, yeah, wanna, you wanna go with uh, yeast eight? Your guess of yeast eight, or whatever. Yeah. Bonus points if you can guess the subtitle. Or the subheading. <sighs> but you know what that means. It means you got it right. Mm. You say? Just what's the subheading? <laughs> they had subheadings? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, congratulations, guys. That was, <laughs> You dug deep for that one. Oh, gosh, yeah. We went through, like, so many franchises. <laughs> On Hint oh, oh, When I said the Fire Emblem coming from the side, I reckon it's something to do with this. I just can't remember the name of it. Oh, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know the subtitle, but, hey, we got Yusei. It is Yusei. Well done. Oh, Jesus. That was an ordeal. <laughs> so you don't get the bonus points, but developed by Nihon Falcom, published by NIS America, Yisait Lacrimosa of Dana. Yeah, I yeah, don't think we no would have gone that yeah, at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that's, that's a subtitle that only, like, huge fans of the franchise would even remember. <laughs> and uh, next month, between... Because they got weird... NIS America kind of a bit strange with it because they release the same game on like different places like different territories and different dates it's kind of strange I don't know why they do that Uh, but from between July 6th and July 16th of next month is Yeast 9 Monstrum Nox yes I remember talking about this like three podcasts ago or two podcasts ago I'm like what is it (laughs) Oh yeah, if I was going to pick an RPG, especially a JRPG, I wasn't going to go easy on you. So Yeah, yeah. You, you dug in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I tip my hat to you, so you did your research. That <gasps> When you said the clue, like it comes out next month, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and like we said, there is a lot of RPGs coming out in the next yeah, couple yeah. months. I was, I, was, I was way too fixated on the clue of like online multiplayer for the PC version. Yeah, and the PC version only got 69. I didn't do the research, but that's a bit strange, I thought. Like, I saw the why it's like, I saw that at 69, but it's a bit but strange. You into it. No. Mm. Well, I did this, as you guys know, I did this like right at last minute before the, before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, ah, uh, uh, gotta pick an RPG because the last time, mm, gotta go with a hard one. So I went with that one. Uh, but yeah, there's also like East Origin. On the Switch as well. See, I uh, wouldn't have guessed it if um, we didn't do it on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I think that's where, like, if we didn't talk about that on the podcast, I don't think we would have gotten it. Yeah. Mm. But you got it. So you're going to take the win. Yeah. Ugh. You don't get the bonus points, the- but you take I- the win. I will say I feel like I earned that victory. <laughs> <laughs> You guys did unlike the yeah, unlike the other victories where like it was just like a very obvious hint and it's like, okay, yeah, it's that. Yeah, I feel like we we worked hard to yeah. get this one. Yeah, that was that was very that was very good. Very very good job, guys. So wrapping up there, that was oh we nearly the hit the extra two hour long mark. podcast. <laughs> I just looked at Audacity. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I saw I see that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is getting late. Oh, but yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you'd like to follow us, I mean, please, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, if you are on like iTunes or you know Google Podcasts or any or anything, uh, subscribe, leave us a review. That really helps us rank a bit higher, so more people can hear us and learn about what we do here at Switchaboo. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Switchaboo. Well, Facebook. 
facebook.com slash switchaboo, Instagram at switchaboo, Twitter at switchaboo news. Uh, you can join our Discord, which is actually pinned to the top of our Twitter page. So, hey, two birds, one stone there. And also, you can support us on Patreon if you'd like. Uh, remember, for just $1 per month, you get this podcast two to three days early, which is fun because, you know, it takes me a little while to edit. And by the time we launch it normally the news is kind of outdated anyway so definitely consider supporting us on patreon so you can keep up to date with nintendo news but thank you everyone once again for listening and watching we don't have any music this time around so a shout out to any developers listening if you have a game on switch or coming to nintendo switch uh by all means contact us on twitter or email us at team at switchaboo.com and we can feature your games music at, at the end of future podcast episodes so hey That'd be pretty cool. Uh, But thank you, everyone, for listening, and have fun. Have a great day. See ya.